Have you been to the grocery store lately? Holy mackerel, prices are up. It's unbelievable to see how more expensive groceries have become in the last year amid this pandemic. And I get it. Many more of us are eating at home, many for the first time. We're buying groceries at a much faster pace than we did in years past. People are stockpiling groceries at home, canned goods, non-perishable food items. I get it. But let's talk numbers, okay? Since October of last year, a dozen eggs, the price of a dozen eggs, has gone up 23 cents to $2.46. Let's talk about chicken. 16 cents a pound. The price has increased just from October to May of this year. Same thing with bacon. $5.23. Let's talk this. Since January of 2020, the price of a pound of bacon, national average here, has gone from $4.72 in January of 2020 to $5.11 last month. Ground beef, gone from $5.02 a pound to $5.26 a pound. Bread, now up to $2.66 a loaf, $0.22 cents a loaf more than it was just six or eight months ago. And I get it. It's frustrating. We're all trying to get along and feed our families. And when you see these significant price increases, it's hard to not be cynical. I mean, it feels like we're just getting jammed at every turn. But as you know by now, Not in the Mood is about much more than just me ranting. I also want to inform you. So let's get a better understanding of what goes in to the price of groceries. So our expert for this week is Leslie Sarazen. She is the president and CEO of FMI, which is a grocery, kind of an industry group here. So let's start off asking her. They did a, a new study. It's called U.S. Grocery Shopper Trends, where they identified uh, some of the ways the pandemic has changed how we buy groceries, not just the costs that we pay, but actually how we purchase these groceries. So let's start off by asking Leslie about the research. Well, we, we found several things that are interesting. First of all, I think the pandemic fundamentally changed uh, consumer, consumer shopping habits. And there were sort of three big ways that those shopping habits changed. First of all, because I think we've developed a much deeper and uh, closer relationship with our kitchens, we're shopping in, in groceries more. Um, more than, than we had previously because we couldn't eat out. Um, so we're really eating at home more. In fact, 58% of us are eating more at home, and 49% of us are cooking and prepping our own meals. Uh, so that's a big jump. That's a big change for us in this country. We've also learned new ways to shop. We're doing more stock-up trips to the grocery store. So... Um, we go and we buy more things at the same time. We may not go as frequently, but our, our shops are bigger when we go. And, of course, we're also doing more, much more shopping online. We've developed these new online shopping skills that I think have been very important uh, to how we, we operate and how we live in, in our homes and with our families. Um, and we know that uh, online shopping is up to about 64% now as compared to about 50% previously. Um, so those are big things. And then, and then the third area is really in how we view um, our, our own health and well-being. Uh, we're much more focused on that than we have been previously, uh, not only in how we shop for ourselves, but also how we shop for our families and making sure we're buying things that are nutritious and um, bring to them the kinds of things they need to live healthy lives. 
Now, I am among the 36% of Americans who still goes into the grocery store to buy my groceries. I haven't bought any groceries online yet. I did do a Target pickup order. But uh, I don't know. I like to I like to to squeeze the melon. I like to I like to touch the the, the produce that I'm buying. How do you win somebody like me over? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting um, because I'm not sure that we we necessarily are trying to win over everyone who likes to go into the stores. Um, our stores are still there. They're an important part of our business. And even those who do shop online, many, if not most of them, also go into the grocery store. So um, while you may be in, in a bit of a minority not having done online grocery shopping much at all, um, certainly you're not in a minority of people who will be going into the stores because most people are doing both. And I think that we'll continue to do that going forward. Let's talk about the cost of groceries. That's kind of the thing that gets everybody's attention when they do go into the grocery stores, just how much more expensive everything is than it was, say, a year ago. Uh, why are we seeing these across-the-board increases in grocery prices? You know, the, the big change in grocery prices um, is really related to things that are sort of out of control of the grocer, him or herself. Um, First of all, we see that the increases in the cost of production of food products and the processing of food products um, has been fairly dramatic. Uh, that, of course, comes into how the ultimate consumer um, sees the prices on the shelf. Um, we also know that grocery uh, operating expenses have increased dramatically. Uh, we did a separate report re recently uh, that indicated the grocery industry spent about $24 billion over the past year in uh, making sure that they could meet the needs of their, their customers uh, during the pandemic. So there are lots of factors that go into um, how prices are set, um, but by and large, they are set through the cost of, of getting the product to the shelf. One of the other big uh, issues has been transportation costs. Um, those have gone up dramatically over the course of the past year. So it's really a combination of factors that have led to um, the increases we've seen. Well, and I feel like this is similar to what we saw during the Great Recession, where you saw commodities prices rising, uh, while every other basic economic indicator was pointing negative, yet you had all of these rising costs and it was playing out in the commodities markets. Uh, can we expect to see that again? You know, it's, it's possible that we will see some of that. Um, our hope is that we can, can keep uh, grocery prices as low as possible. Um, but as I say, these, a lot of these things are things that happen outside the grocer's control. And um, interestingly, what we do know from the studies we've done, uh, both in the context of shopping, shopper trends, but also additional research at FMI, um, is that the profit margin for the grocers has not changed dramatically over the past year. We've been tracking um, profit, profit margins in the grocery industry for about 40-plus years. Um, and every year for the past 40-plus years, the profit margin has been between 1% and 2% for the grocery industry. Um, we may uh, see that that goes up, but it will be uh, maybe less than a half a percent. Um, over the course of the, the past year. Um, so profit margins are not up for the grocery industry, even though some prices are. Well, and I'm not looking for, for you know, a villain in all this. I just want to make sure I have a better understanding of what exactly goes into 
those prices? What do they factor in when you raise the price of chicken, you know, twice the price of what it was a few months ago? Well, and it's all the factors that I just mentioned. The production costs are up significantly um, due to all the changes that had to be made uh, within the, the processing facilities. Uh, transportation costs are up significantly. You know, we've had a tremendous shortage of drivers and trucks available uh, to transport products. And then, of course, you know, we've been through periods where the cost of fuel has skyrocketed. Um, so these are all costs that have to be taken into account uh, when the product hits the supermarket shelf. And is this something that we can expect to continue? I mean, because, and I guess what I'm getting at is, is you know, you think back to the various product shortages that we've dealt with over the last year, uh, you know, uh, toilet paper last year, there's, there's shortages in cat food now. Uh, for consumers, should we be concerned about this being a problem moving forward, or is this really just kind of uh, a correction, if you will, caused by things like, you know, fuel increases and driver shortages and stuff? What I'm trying to get at is, is are the increases in prices that we are seeing right now, is this a temporary thing, or is this kind of what we can expect moving forward? Well, the honest truth is we don't know. Our hope is that it will be a temporary situation, um, but, you know, because we don't control much of, of this, it's challenging to, to actually know what will happen. But our anticipation certainly is that this will not be a, a long-term scenario. So I think it's safe to say that online shopping is here to stay, that, you know, one of the many ways that the pandemic will change our lives forever. Are there any other trends that you have been able to identify as far as grocery shopping, things we can look forward to in the future? Well, I think one of the things that we can look forward to is that nearly half of consumers say that they're going to continue cooking at home. <clears throat> I think they've found the uh, tremendous value in being able to serve their families at home and just having the, the connectedness with their families during the pandemic has been important. Um, so I think we will we'll continue to see more uh, cooking at home, eating at home, and um, focusing on family meals. I think we will continue, of course, with the convenience of online shoppers. Um, they, they enjoy it. They look forward to it, even though many of them will also return to shopping in the stores. And then, of course, this um, emphasis on health and well-being is something that I think will be with us for a while, too. If you think about it, it's kind of hard to put a negative spin on the idea of families gathering more frequently around the dinner table, cooking together, sharing that experience together. I mean, for all the bad things that have come about as a result of this pandemic, you, you, it's hard to argue against families spending more time together. I agree with you completely. And, you know, there are a lot of um, studies that have been done on the social benefits of family meals. Uh, we know that our children do better in school when they have frequent family meals at home. Uh, we know that they are less likely to be tempted by some of the, the social ills, um, like illegal drugs and alcohol um, that many are exposed to. And I think there's something about that sitting together at the table and talking about our day with each other that makes everyone more comfortable and more connected. And, and that's an important part of, of who we are as Americans.
You know, there certainly is plenty to be upset about with how the pandemic has changed our lives. And I want to thank Leslie Sarazen, uh, president and CEO from FMI, for joining us on Not in the Mood this week. I appreciate her uh, educating us on what goes into the price of groceries. Uh, but I want to know how the pandemic has changed your grocery shopping habits. Are you shopping online more? Are you buying more food when you go out to shop? Uh, shoot me an email and let me know. Daryl.moody at cmg.com. Also, Uh, If you are not following the Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody podcast, wherever you are listening, you should be. Uh, As you know, I do post multiple episodes in a week. Sometimes I'll take a week off because I can't find a guest to uh, cover the topic that I want to discuss. So you really should be subscribed to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when the new episodes come out. So that is our show for this week. We will join you next week on Not in the Mood. Not in the Mood.